0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougars take it to the LMU Lions. What's the difference the last three games for this Cougar Hoops team? Steve Cleveland stops by Studio B to
1: look back on BYU's win over the Lions. And can the Cougars keep up the hot shooting
0: against the Toreros? And how do you like 3,000 screaming kids? We'll chat with Spencer Linton live from the Smithfield House at Kids Day for 18th-ranked gymnastics. Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard.
0: It is a Friday, and welcome to BYU Sports Nation, which is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans. Everywhere, it's Friday, January 19th, people. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is babysitting 3,000 kids in the Smithfield house. So I'm joined by Muscle Milk proponent Jason Shepard. Love it. Little known fact, actually, it's a very known fact because
1: it's right on the carton. Contains no milk. It seems deceiving. Somebody. It is somewhat. It is somewhat. Mm-hmm. By the way, what do you think the uh, what do you think the going rate is for babysitting three thousand kids?
0: Well, it's Utah County, so it's at least a dollar. <laughs> uh, so three three thousand bucks. Three thousand bucks. So Spencer is making some serious coin <laughs> this morning. As he babysits 3,000 kids, we'll tell you what that's all about. Coming up, but first, our BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: It's your BYU
0: Sports Nation headlines. There was a beating on campus, and it was BYU against LMU last night. 82-67, the Cougars, an impressive performance against the Lions. Three-pointer right wing is in and out. The rebound. Tapped on the baseline, saved in by the Lions, then into Yoli Childs,
2: who takes it back for BYU. Ahead to Eli. What a whip to T.J. Haas. Driving lay and score.
1: Oh, a laser rebounds pass
2: from Elijah Bryant to T.J. Haas
1: on the run. Tom Brady couldn't do it any better.
0: Well, with a little kale, maybe he could have. <laughs> Greg Rebell on the call. Haas with the land. Bryant with the assist. Nice performance from the Cougars last night. Elijah Bryant led the Cougars with 29 points and 8 rebounds. Yoli Childs also had 15 points, 10 boards, and five blocks. His tenth double-double of the season. Nice win and performance for the Cougars. Bit of a uh, struggle in the second half, but BYU gets it done. Did we get our and one picks? We'll tell you those coming up. The Cougars host San Diego, who boasts one of the top defenses in the country, tomorrow at nine Eastern on BYU TV with pregame on BYU Radio with Shep at eight Eastern. Women's hoops
1: on the road at LMU get the win, 67-55. to Cassie DeVagere led the Cougs with 29 points. She also had four mm. rebounds, four assists, and four steals. Brenna Chase chipped in with 22 of her own. BYU on the road at San Diego tomorrow at 3 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV.
0: It was Kids Day at LMU. It was Kids Day. It's kind of a theme this it's week. It's Kids Day everywhere, I guess. And in Utah County, it's always Kids Day. Former Cougar turned Patriots linebacker Kyle Van Noy is the a- is in the AFC Championship game Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, whom no one thinks can win this game. Van Noy is the Patriots' third leading tackler this season with 73. Also, former Cougar receiver Jonah Treneman will miss the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl tomorrow with the flu. That stinks because now he doesn't get a showcase what he can do. Yeah, that's uh,
1: that's as well. Yeah, I feel really bad for him that that timed out that way. It's uh, Hopefully he'll get another opportunity uh, to showcase his skills, certainly at uh, BYU's Pro Day. 18th ranked BYU Gymnastics hosting Southern Utah today. It's a game, or excuse me, a meet that you will see on BYU TV 1 p.m. Eastern time immediately following BYU Sports Nation.
0: And on BYU TV, these are live images from the Smithfield house as the two teams warm up for that. It is Kids Day there. We will talk to Spencer Linton live coming up later in the program. Uh, to get his and one picks, thoughts on LMU, USD, uh, men's hoops, and of course, uh, his and one picks for tomorrow. And 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 did someone emerge last night ahead of the other? We were tied. We had been perfect through two games. We were not perfect. So who, what? Who emerged? Well, you mean you're perfect? No, but not in f- that sense. Far from it. Fifth ranked men's volleyball is going to play on that same court tonight. So the, uh, the kids is it kids night there? Nope. The equipment staff. And the Smiths Fieldhouse is going to be busy, man. They're making the gymnastics, men's volleyball transition. Fifth-ranked BYU host Barton for the first of two games this weekend. The match starts at 9 Eastern tonight on BYU TV. With that said, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The last three. Since BYU lost in Stockton by one on January 6th, the Cougars have been on a rampage. Twenty-point win against Pepperdine, thirty-four-point win on the road at Santa Clara, and last night the Cougars beat up LMU by fifteen. The Cougars are rolling. Let's take a moment to acknowledge that after twenty games, BYU is sixteen and four. Our homies from Cougar Stats told us that's just the fourth time since '95 BYU's been at least sixteen and four through twenty games. Two of those involving his Jimmerness. That's pretty good. And what's changed, if anything, the last three games for BYU? That's our Twitter question.
1: What has been the key to the BYU hoops success in the last three games? Our first tweet at Nick Lee fifty one. Ball movement has been better. BYU won the assist category each game. Solid defense, and oh yeah, it helps to shoot almost sixty percent in those three games.
0: Yes, that certainly helps a lot. You're gonna what you win a lot of games. In, indeed, if you shoot, yeah, if you shoot it like that, my goodness, you are going to win a lot of games. Okay. BYU's played different. It's it's obvious, and uh, BYU's playing good basketball right now. Next game, San Diego tomorrow. That's a big one. A team that's really good defensively. A team that lost to Portland last night. What? It's, it's San a very Diego's confusing a weird team, team that way. It's confusing. San Diego's top twenty in scoring defense, three point uh, percentage defense, and field goal percentage defense. Like they're they're really good defensive team. Lost a game where they allowed 55 points, so maybe the offense struggles a little bit. But BYU is rolling right now, so why the last three, uh, the significant difference?
1: Look, it would be very easy to say this is happening against some of the worst teams in the WCC. I mean, the, the, these are not world-beater teams that BYU's beating right now. But that doesn't explain, explain why the same shots that this team was getting before and weren't making are now going in. It it all boils down to this team making shots, which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports
1: Nation stat of the day. BYU is shooting 59.8%, almost 60% in the last three games. That's unbelievable. It all comes down to making shots. They're getting the same looks. They're running the same offense. Before this, those shots just weren't falling for guys not named, Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryan. now okay, those sh- Yoli Bryant. Now yes, those shots are now falling. Coach Rose is getting exactly what he wanted. He was talking about getting that consistent scoring from players not named Yoli and Eli. Well, TJ Haas, Zach Celius, Jasheer Hardnett, those guys are scoring. And don't underestimate the fact that this team is coming out in the first half and in a lot of these games putting teams away. They're coming out really strong shooting the ball well high energy and so the second half there's a lot less pressure on shots now last night turnovers made the game a little closer than it than it really was i never trailed but yeah, I mean it got to nine. This and, team is yeah, is is putting teams away in the first half. It's all about making shots. They're, they're shooting the ball so well right now.
0: Now, how much of this is Zach Selyus in starting lineup? I think BYU still wins these three games by double digits, even if Zach Selyus isn't the starter and, and Luke Worthington is. But I think offensively is starting quicker because Zach Selyus spaces the floor, is a little quicker. Uh, these matchups are good. You don't have to put Zach Selias on some second post score. Otherwise, Luke Worthington would probably be in there. But my initial answer to this is that those three teams just aren't that good. When you look at uh, the the composite rankings of RPI, ESPN, BPI, strength of record, KPI, Ken Sagarin, these are kind of the big six metrics that are part of the conversation with the NCAA Basketball Committee. Three of the four worst teams in the league are the three teams that BYU just beat. So BYU took care of business against bad teams. Those teams don't defend as well. Those teams don't execute offense as well. Those teams just aren't as good as ba- at basketball. But BYU took care of business. Vegas thought BYU should blow these teams out. 18-point uh, fave against Pepperdine. Eight and a half on the road at Santa Clara. That was a low number for me. 15 last night. So Vegas agreed that BYU should have won these games and won them handily. But BYU did execute. BYU played well. BYU shot it well. Like you said, those are good signs, especially from guys like TJ Haas and Zach Sellius who need to emerge. And that should be celebrated. BYU 16-4. This is, this is awesome. And BYU takes care of business. But I think they did it against three teams that were pretty bad. And that's good. Because a team like Pacific has actually shown us that they're probably the, maybe the fourth best team in the league. They're going to challenge for that. Pacific beats San Diego. is tied with BYU right now, fourth, third. They could be the fourth best team in the league. So that that loss, although still annoying, may not be as bad as we thought originally where we thought, ah, Pacific's the eighth or ninth or tenth. This That's the fourth or fifth. Best team in the league. And oh, by the way, St. Mary's goes up to Gonzaga and wins last night. We're going to discuss. <laughs> yes, we will get into that. A, what, yeah, what's the chance St. Mary's is the best team in the league. But what do you think? What's been the key to BYU Hoop's success in the last three games? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: It's Twitter time.
0: Use the hashtag BYUSN and Wayne. We'll talk to Coach Steve Cleveland coming up about his opinion on this. At Broncos Lover. Getting a lot of uh, love on the show uh, the past week. The key to success has been consistent shooting and other players stepping up beyond Yoeli. Defense—that's an alternative of Yoli Bryant. Oh, I see. You almost said Yoli Bryant last night. That's awesome. We all we all do it now. Thanks, Dave. Defense has been lacking. Uh, has been locked on lockdown and shutting down the opponent's perimeter while rebounding. This is what is needed to complete I with Gonzaga and that team from California. So St. Mary's is the new Utah. You just don't even say <laughs> <laughs> them. The, the team up uh, up in the Pacific uh, North. Up west. Over <laughs> west. I agree that BYU's defense has been pretty locked in. There, there, were, there was a stretch last night where it was tough to offensive rebound. Granted, LMU's strengths are O boards and uh, getting steals. And that, that's what that team does still to won opponents. won that game by 15.
1: Yeah, that, that game was never in doubt was led it really for wasn't.
0: all but 13 seconds. Like it's all good.
1: Yeah, it was it was fine. Turnovers, yeah, you don't want to turn the ball over as much as they did, but that game was not in doubt. There's and
0: no- the only 13 seconds Bure didn't lead was what it took to get to the lead. <laughs> Just your hard net made a three, and then it was That's right. That was the game winning play. At our Greenhaw,
1: Hawes has started to hit his stride. Other dudes, I like when we work in dudes. Yeah. Other dudes are stepping up. Bryant and Childs have put this team on their shoulders and are becoming great. Leaders.
0: Let's take a moment to acknowledge how awesome Elijah Bryan is right now. Okay, so there's, there's this 180 idea in basketball, okay? You're at least a 40, uh, a 50% shooter from the field, 40 from three, 90 from the free throw line. In the last 25 years, nine players have had those numbers, okay? Elijah Bryan has two made free throws from being that guy. A 50 40, 90 guy. That's incredible. Look, look at this. Over the last four games,
1: Elijah and Yoli, 24 points a game, averaging each. each, Shooting 65% from the field, 52% from
0: three. That's incredible what these guys are doing. Kicking butt is awesome. It's incredible. And that's what they're doing right now. They are playing so well. And now the next test is San Diego, and then after that, St. Mary's. So we'll see what be is made of in these next two. Coming
1: up, how did Spencer and Jerem do last night in and one? And how will we all do tomorrow? And
0: did LMU expose a potential future issue with BYU last night? We will ask the coach, Steve Cleveland. This is BYU Sports Nation. Story track.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: We are simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And the conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Men's Hoops, back at it tomorrow night at the Marriott Center, hosting the Toreros of San Diego. Nine Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I will have a radio pregame at 8
0: Eastern. A Twitter question today. What has been the key to the BYU Hoop's success in the last three games? At the DA for life. There really isn't just one key, but a few keys. One, other players, Haas slash Hardnip, who have stepped up to help Yo Ellie. There's a second reference to Yo Ellie. Two, defense and rebounds. Three, ball movement, being patient, swing the ball to find the open man. Four, when that shot, that open shot comes, we make it. Minus game winners with a one eyebrow emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard to des- it's hard to describe emojis. You know. have to see them. You yeah. have to feel them. They're emojis. They're emojis. Just, you have to feel I'm them. I'm just saying. <laughs> a guy who has a good feel for the game of basketball is our buddy Steve Cleveland who joins us in studio. Steve, it's great to have you in studio. Welcome good to back. be here. Yeah. So BYU beats LMU by 15. We've been talking about the last 3 games. What do you think's been the key to BYU's success the last 3?
3: Probably something you mentioned. Number one, you're playing the sixth, the ninth, and the tenth best teams in the league, so the competition wasn't great. But I think that you, the, the positive way you look at this, is you've gone small. Uh, it's much easier in the WCC, except for maybe Gonzaga, to go small because everybody plays four guards and has one big. So all of those things contributed to it. But I think too that they're getting more confidence in playing in this system, and they're they're patient, they're not in a hurry, and all of those things have lent themselves to this three-game road win. What did you make of that game last night? BYU,
1: really strong start in the first half once again. Got a really big lead,
3: some turnovers, made it look a little closer. But, but all in all, a, another strong performance. I think the takeaway for me watching that game was their offensive efficiency. And this, this system does maximize kind of their talent. You know, you're talking about shooting 59% from the floor. The spacing was good. They've got an outstanding inside presence. All of those things lend themselves. I think in the second half, when they kind of got out of character, coaches call timeout and go, you know, we've got to remember who we are. And when they remember who they are and how they play, it, it makes a difference. And to have TJ and Zach make some shots, opens the floor, that spacing is huge, especially for a young man like Elijah who likes to penetrate and attack, as well as Yoli, who can operate inside.
0: What do you think about what Elijah Bryant is doing right now? A healthy Elijah Bryant is quite the player we've discovered.
3: Well, the statistics you mentioned earlier are just amazing. And he's in his own right now. And you hope as a player that he stays there until the season's over. Uh, but I think what, number one is he's patient. He is way more patient. He's not pressing. He's not trying to make things happen. He's letting the game come to him. He's taking the game to him. He's playing with a great deal of confidence. I think the system really helps him because he can attack. He can shoot the mid-range shot. He can post up. So all of those things lend themselves to him being really efficient. Last night, 29 points on 12 shots. That tells you how efficient he's been.
1: Coach Rose made a change to the starting lineup a few games ago, put Zach sellius into the starting five, had Luke Worthington go to the bench. Zach has played well. Um, this team has obviously played well. How much of
3: that is, is just a coincidence, or how much of it is a byproduct of that change? I think Jeremy was right. I think maybe if Zach hadn't played, they'd probably still win these three games. But I think what it does, it gives them confidence in how they're going to play late in the season in the tournament. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't make adjustments. So they maybe go to Gonzaga and decide, you know, we're going to go big. Or I think they'll always start small no matter what the circumstances are and play this way because they they maximize the strengths of this team playing four out, one in, and having that kind of spacing. That's what they do. And so I don't think they'll get away from it. I think it's been a big part of it, and they're getting more confidence. Zach's getting more opportunities to guard six, seven, six, eight players where – Before he left on his mission, he was guarding three men. So he's getting more comfortable and confident with it, and TJ seems to be shooting the ball better the last two
0: games. He's more physical, Zach, that is, um, now certainly. And last night, St. Mary's goes up to Gonzaga and wins. What do you think of that and how that shapes the league race? Well... St. Mary's was they were picked first, weren't they, guys? I mean, they every, all the experts basically P- unanimous. Yeah, yeah,
3: they picked them first.
0: Randy Bennett had to <laughs> vote for somebody else for
3: some reason. For some reason, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only for vote s- they didn't get. For some reason, you know, you've got three fifth-year seniors. You know they execute. They know they play. We've watched this team play. They should be picked to win the league, and I believe they will win the league. To be honest with you, you think they're better yeah, than, than Gonzaga? Do. They've just beat Gonzaga and BYU and San Diego on the road. On the road, okay? I, I don't see St. Mary's having too many hiccups at home. It could happen. It may happen when BYU or Gonzaga, somebody else goes there. But St. Mary's is more than likely in a great position to win this game. It did surprise me a little bit. I think that the fact that when you shoot 60-some percent on, from the floor and 50 from the three and Landale continues to just be who he is, uh, it, it was, it, I watched the game. It was a great game to watch. It came down right to the very last second. Uh, three ball really hurt i mean perkins goes one for nine so uh they make a couple of threes they probably win the game but it was st mary's night it's an interesting conference season so far not just with
1: what we're seeing with st mary's looking as dominant as they are but you look at a, a team like portland picking up its first win last night at san diego san diego stumbled stumbling a little bit in conference play pacific tied with byu at five and two in the conference what do you make of
3: the way this conference is playing out early well, I think with San Diego, first of all, they've been kind of the surprise team. Uh, two, they've got, they've had two transfers and that have really had an impact. So no one really kind of saw that happening. And defensively, this is a really good defensive team, and uh, I, I think that offensively they have struggled. They run a little bit of Princeton. Uh, they do a lot of hands offs and ball screens, which BYU's played a number of teams there. But UOP loses Bowles, their best player. He goes to Fresno State. And he takes that group, and the sum of that parts is better than any individual player he has. Them being a 5-2, and two, i say, is the biggest surprise of the year thus far.
0: Yeah, Pacific, uh, certainly a surprise. And that, that loss on the road there, not, maybe not – it's still annoying, but it's maybe not as annoying yeah. as we get going in this. We're joined by Steve Cleveland on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU head coach, current BYU TV uh, analyst. San Diego's an interesting squad. They just lost to Portland. They're, as I mentioned, top 20 in scoring defense, three-point percentage defense, field goal percentage defense. They can lock it down on the defensive end. It's whether BYU can outscore them at home. What do you think of them? They're
3: well-coached, and that's end of the ball, at that end of the floor. And they, they're similar. They're 6'7", 6'7". Panaro and Wright, who are the two new additions, have, been, have had an immediate impact. Wright played at Utah. Didn't play much there, but he's had a huge impact at San Diego. But any time you can switch all screens – any time that you can play, play, play people straight up and not have to worry about matchups, they don't have that problem. I think they're going to be vulnerable to Yoli Childs. I don't know. I haven't watched enough tape on them. I've only watched a couple games. I haven't seen them doing a lot of monstering or double teaming the post. Uh, but I think Yoli has his way in this ball game. Mm-hmm. I think BYU wins this game by 8 or 10. Uh, could be even more depending if San Diego shoots like they did last night. But you can't shoot 30-some percent at home Uh, against anybody and expect to automatically win. San Diego should have won that game. They played very poorly offensively, and and consequently defense wasn't enough even at home. Why do teams, because we talked about this a minute ago, BYU
1: has really come out and had strong first halves along this run. What is happening with a team that is able to come out and right out of the gate be on fire like that?
3: You know, I think it's coaching that prepare their players. They, they have a system. They they understand their roles more today than they did three or four weeks ago. Where am I going to get my shots? Who Am I going to make the extra pass? Am I going to be unselfish and share the ball? So they have that much confidence in the system that they're not shooting the ball in a hurry. Occasionally, last night they got a little happy about what was happening in the game, and boom, they jack up a three and turn it over and feel like we're just going to play like we used to play. You can't do that. But I, I think the fact that they're so zoned in in terms of they've bought in, they're all in to what they're doing, and now they're holding each other accountable in these games right from the very beginning rather than getting behind and kind of pointing fingers. They're accountable on the floor from the moment it starts. So we understand, I, I've coached long enough to know that when teams get up big, there is slippage, and, and there will be times when the game gets away from itself and they lose that concentration. But you've got to have your best stuff to start the game. That makes a big difference, and they have.
0: Steve Buey is 16 and 4. We may be overlooking the fact that
3: this team's 16 and 4. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is really good. I mean, you start looking at those years where Coach Rose has won 16 games, and those have been really good teams. And it just says some, a great deal about Coach Rose and what's happened here over the last 12 or 13 years. There's been good talent here, great coaching, great facilities, the support, and all of that lends itself to being 16 and 4. I think there's a lot of folks that coming into this season weren't quite sure that that's where they would be. And certainly this coaching staff, uh, Coach Royer has had a wonderful impact here. Coach Rose has made some changes subtly in terms of what he's doing offensively and defensively. And I think it's just a collection of them all being on the same page. They kind of all now have a shared vision. It's not everybody has their own vision. They have a shared vision here that is really visible, noticeable. And every time they play, they pass the eye test. Do you think they should be getting at least a look in terms of an at-large? Based off of where they are right now? Not, not until they beat either St. Mary's or Gonzaga. No, no. They. Th- this is a league where it is so down year in and year out, the bottom half. And as I, as Coach Rose said several weeks ago, we won conference championships going ten and six. Th- this league is respected because of the top three teams at the top of that league and the tradition of this league. There have been great teams in the WCC and wonderful NBA players who've come from here. But at the end of the day, this is a league that. You know, if you don't win 14 or 15 games, it'll be a surprise. I mean, I started thinking about if you win your normal where you create your own schedule and win 9 or 10 games, and then you know you're going to win 14 or 15. 25-win seasons are going to be the norm in this league just because the bottom half of the league is just not nearly competitive. enough. doesn't mean they can't beat you on a given night, but they don't have the talent and the experience and the depth to, uh, to sustain it in this league, not against Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU.
0: You make a lot of great points all the time, but the best point you've ever made with me is that you said, just treat Gonzaga as if they were Kansas. And and then you can think of kind of the impact they make. I was thinking about the respect level in the league for BYU and the fan base and the opponents the other day. In the Mountain West, BYU respected four teams. Utah, New Mexico, UNLV, and San Diego State. Correct. In this league, there are only two. So any loss outside of the respected teams is is very frustrating, and I can admit to being frustrated with that. Should is that a, is that a fair assessment, or should it be different?
3: No, it's a very, very fair assessment. The That's fan base should
0: can be annoyed y- if yes. you lose to non-St. Yes, Zach.
3: Absolutely, and we know what's going to happen. I mean, it is going to happen. You have to respect everyone you play. The fact that UOP beat BYU or someone else beat St. Mary's against Gonzaga, those things are going to happen, and it's frustrating as a fan, I'm sure. How can we lose them? Well, you know what? On a given night at a way gym anything can happen. People can make baskets. It does happen. What, what, you, what you have to do is year in and year out, be competitive with Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And BYU's done a great job against Gonzaga. They've struggled against St. Mary's. I think they're the point now where they're going to split every year. And, and I, th- I can see that happening where they split. And BYU now. Take this team, take a look at St. Mary's losses again now. And all of a sudden, the next two or three years, it's going to be a BYU-Gonzaga league. No matter who Randy Bennett brings in at St. Mary's, he's not going to fill the void or come to the level where BYU and Gonzaga are going to be. Gonzaga loses a lot of people too, to the draft, to graduation, but they're not a mid-major, okay? They're a high major. They're a high major program that can replace great talent with more great talent, and so they're always going to be there. But I I think that we're seeing an evolution here where BYU is going to take the next step up, a young team playing well, playing smart, playing together, Uh, every coach in this league knows that when they play BYU now, it's going to be different.
0: I believe that BYU will win this league at some point, whether that's in Vegas, which BYU hasn't done since you uh, in 01, or in the regular season. I don't know that that will consistently be a thing, though. And being second in this league is not a, a bad thing, especially when you think, like you said, Think of Gonzaga as Kansas, and then it just changes
3: the dynamic. And and the thing is, there's going to be years where maybe the bottom half of this league is better and RPI gets better, and I think if you finish in the top two in this league, you have a great chance to go to the NCAA tournament year in, year out, and I believe that's what the fan base wants, and occasionally you have a chance to win this league. Uh, But I think BYU has really positioned themselves right now in the next two or three years to not only get to the tournament but to win championships. And listen, they can win this tournament – in, in Las Vegas. they they play if they, We'll see how the games go with Gonzaga, but they're going to all be close games. And in that tournament, the pressure's always on the upper-seeded team. BYU has nothing to lose, but they're playing much better. They can win this tournament.
1: You talk so much about what Yoli and Eli are doing and just putting up just unbelievable numbers, really special players, and and I hope fans realize what they're
3: watching. Down the road, are those two NBA players? You know what, I I think Yoli has – I think both of them have ceilings that they could get to that point. They're not there yet right now, either one of them. Uh, I've been really impressed with Elijah in terms of his growth, his maturity, and how his game's just slowed down. Everything's been in slow motion now, and he picks and chooses. That maturity I didn't see last year, maybe the injuries. But I think both of them, in their minds, very few really good players aren't thinking about the NBA. And, and and coaches would be very mistaken to not think that they're not thinking about those things. And so you embrace it. You help them. You recruit that way. Hey, we're gonna help you get to the next level. That next level might be Spain, you know, it might be Uruguay, it might be Mexico, or it Canada. might be it might be Canada, it might be the NBA. But yeah, you have to that has to be part of recruiting now, You're getting to the next level. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to play in that league. That's gonna help them, it's gonna help the program. I don't think they're there right now, but absolutely those are options and opportunities that they may have.
0: I want to go back to a uh, point you were just talking about. The fact that BYU does two things, which are championship qualities now, plays defense and values possession, is BYU better equipped to compete in Vegas at the Gonzaga Invitational, otherwise known as the West Coast Conference Tournament now?
3: No question, especially when you consider the fact that they've won three or four games on the road and, and been able to demonstrate that we can travel with this. We can take this with us and win on the road. And now we're in a neutral site, which is not like you know a an away game where you have fans cheering against you. Though there probably will be about it six, or, there, there might be six or seven thousand Gonzaga fans. But it, it's spring break. Yeah, yeah. you know BYU. I mean, there's probably 150,000 members of this church that live in the greater Las Vegas area. There, sh- there needs to be a great following there right from the beginning with the expectation we're going to win this tournament. So they are prepared to win this tournament. Not only how they're playing, but the experiences they've had, and, uh, and they know it. They, they know that they're capable of it. They've still got to go do it. Got to take care of business tomorrow. Big game at, at St. Mary's next week. That, that a win at St. Mary's changes the whole direction of this program, not only where they're going in the future, but in terms of an at-large bid.
0: It really does because BYU is playing good ball. They've lost two games in league, both you know, one, one in overtime, the other by one on the road. So a win next Thursday would be awesome. Steve, we appreciate your time and great insight. Good to, be, good to be with you guys. Great conversation with Steve Cleveland here on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question, what has been the key to the BYU Hoop success in the last three games at Laser Sheep? Working hard for a high percentage shot pays off. I love seeing three-point percentages that high, but I love even more seeing two-point percentage Increase good basketball. Yeah, there's no it question. It is good basketball.
1: Scoring the ball always
0: helps. Buckets.
1: Coming up, what's the chance St. Mary's is the best team in the conference? We'll debate that coming up
0: in, ironically enough, what's the chance? But first, LMU ruins my N1 picks. Did Spencer gain any ground, and what's the chance? St. Mary's is the best team in the league. Sure seems like it. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepherd in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere.
1: Fifth-ranked men's volleyball at the Smithfield House tonight, hosting Barton. Yeah. Nine Eastern. You, Steve Vale, Lauren McClain on the call, BYU-TV. The match is the first of two games this weekend against Barton College out of uh,
0: North Carolina, correct? That's right. Wilson. Mm. I didn't know that until this week. Had to get ready for the match. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU beat LMU in a late one last night, 82-67. Elijah... Don't call me Yoli Bryant. Led the Cougars with 29 points and 8 rebounds. Yoli Childs, 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 blocks. My goodness. His 10th double-double of the season. Do not overlook that. That is tremendous. The Cougars host San Diego, discovered by the Germans, tomorrow, who boasts one of the top defenses in the country. 9 Eastern on BYU TV with pregame on the radio with Shep at 8 Eastern.
1: Women's Hoops beat LMU 67 55 on the road yesterday afternoon. Cassie DeVasure, thank you, led the Cougs 29 points. Brenna Chase had 22. BYU is in San Diego tomorrow to take on the Toreros 3 Eastern. You can listen on BYU Radio. The game will
0: also be on the W.TV. Former Cougar turned Patriots linebacker Kyle Van Noyes in the AFC Championship game Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Van Noyes, the Patriots' third leading tackler this season. With 73. Also, former Cougar receiver Jonah Treneman will miss the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl tomorrow because he has the flu.
1: 18th-ranked BYU Gymnastics hosting Southern Utah today, 1 Eastern on BYU TV. As soon as we wrap up this show, we will literally hand things off to Spencer Linton at the Smithfield House.
0: And look, there's some kids look. in the Smithfield House already. Look at that. That is quite the scene, and uh, if you're going to that, I would take earplugs. Fifth-ranked <laughs> BYU men's volleyball, as mentioned, plays Barton tonight. First of two games this weekend. The Match at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Tomorrow's match, by the way, on the W.TV. I'm going to be on the call for that one. I haven't uh, done a W.TV call before, so that'll be fun. Tomorrow night, that one's at 10 Eastern. Okay, uh, and one is the thing that we do uh, because uh, we like to have these prop bets for games. And when they're blowouts and uh, you know, you're a 15-point fave at home, they're fun to along uh, fun to follow along with. So let's get to our picks for N1 of LMU versus BYU. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, okay, Spencer and I were tied with six points. Uh, you had one point, because you occasionally weigh in. So you're just you're just because I be only behind. get to participate yeah. when I'm on the show. Exactly. Uh, Spencer's two-pointer, BYU will hold LMU to 65 or fewer. Nope, LMU scored 67, a late bucket oh. for free throws. I don't know, actually, because I was walking out of the gym. What happened? The one-pointer, LMU will shoot 66.5% or less from the free throw line. Swish! Yep, they had uh, not enough of those. LMU shoots 43.6. So he gets the one-pointer, okay? My picks, two-pointer, BYU by 17+. plus. Oh, no! Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, at? When will you learn? At when will you learn? Ames Flames. Just for the record, you know it's your fault that we didn't win by 17 plus, right? Boo-hoo! BYU won by 15. A bunch of whiners. BYU won by 15 and people are complaining to me. Come on!
1: Yeah, but if you would have picked a different number, they would have reached that and then you would have gotten an extra point. I don't care. All right. Well, I don't have the yellow card, so I'm going straight
0: to the red. Straight red? Straight red. Get out of here. Get out of here. BYU won by 15. Too many steals. Speaking of, my one-pointer. BYU have more steals than LMU. Mm -hmm. Nope. LMU was the league leader at 7.2 coming in. Both had seven. So, BYU turns it over in that stretch during the second half, and it cost me. So, (laughs) Spencer's plus one point on me as he got his one-pointer. So, he has seven points. I have six. Okay. Now to the San Diego game. My two-pointer. All right. Now, I'm going to – I am going to – I was
1: given – I was bestowed... You have your own whistle now? A whistle. Sweet. So, uh, I am going to use the whistle for yours, <laughs> just so that I can use the whistle today. Yes. Kay. Okay.
0: All right. Two-pointer. BYU will score 70-plus, okay? San Diego, 21st nationally in scoring defense. You give up 64 game, number one in the country in three-point percentage defense. BYU will still get north of 70, okay? And number... And my one-pointer. There won't be a player with 20 points in the game from either team. I think... This would be a 70-pointer for BYU, but I think BYU gets high teens from a couple of guys, namely Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant and maybe somebody else. We'll see.
1: That was glorious, by the way. Thank you for allowing me to uh, use the
0: whistle. You can just do it whenever. I can't really control it.
1: Okay. Uh, Mine, my two-pointer. T.J. Hawes will hit multiple threes in the game tomorrow against San Diego. Now, I have an issue with that one.
0: What? He's what? six for his last ten. He's on fire, and he's but prior
1: to that, that he's was not a shot he was making. He's had 8 of I'm the saying 20 games where he's had two I, plus almost I, half. I am saying that the streak of hitting multiple threes will continue. Someone have for That one stinks. <laughs> Give me some for <laughs> Fine. Funny.
0: And one.
1: BYU will have three players score at least fifteen points. Mm. The fifteen I point trifecta, that, but not twenty.
0: I'm I just look, yeah.
1: I'm trying to. I'm just trying to keep things, you know, to where I'm, I'm trying to put things in my favor to to get a point since I'm so far behind. You both can technically of
0: technically catch up if we're just really bad, which we were last night. Yes, you were. yes, you, were. yes you were. One point out of possible six. Yes, you were. Okay, and Spencer's picks. Mm-hmm. We were going to talk to Spencer. He didn't want to talk to us, so we're not going to talk to him. <laughs> Two pointer. Just kidding. TJ Haas will score 12 plus points. <laughs> okay. He has it. And one. Oh, we're busting that one out. Nice. And his one-pointer, BYU will have a lead of eight-plus at half. Eight-plus at half. Okay. Those are the and-one picks for the San Diego game. So now you have more context uh, in potential blowouts. No line yet on the game. Not sure uh, what that is, but I imagine that BYU is a favorite at home against the Toreros. Live on BYU TV. Our Twitter question, what has been the key... To the BYU hoops success in the last three games. This one's from Instagram, from the gram. You can send them in on the gram, the insta, the Instagram at Brevin underscore double zero. Defense limiting turnovers and knocking down open shots, finding uh, the open man when Yoli and Eli are being doubled. There's been good ball
1: movement, I agree with that. Without question. Yeah. At Jelly Belly Kelly, still one of my favorite Twitter handles of all time, and I have met Jelly Belly Kelly. Scoring contributions by players besides Yo Elijah combined with... Elijah. With Yo Elijah. I'm <laughs> just reading it. Combined with lesser competition. Also, somehow, the improved shot selection that has been happening all season finally led to an increased field goal Percentage hey, Coming up, Jimmer breaks 40 again. And a Cougar playing in a bowl game this weekend or not?
0: Plus, what's the chance Kyle Noy Vannoy- goes to a second straight Super Bowl? Getting out of Detroit was a good thing.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The
0: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jeremy and Jason live from Studio B on a Friday. With your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Thanks that, for ju- that. Was a go, Cougars? Not call me. Sorry, call you maybe. <laughs> no. If you <laughs> missed, happened to her? If you, she's still around, right? Carly Rae Jefferson. Did she? I don't know. She produced another song, right? Like she had the one hit. I'm getting nods from the uh, student camera operators here who are in the know. They know what's up. Okay. Uh, if you missed the show, by the way, at noon Eastern, there's a rebroadcast weeknights, except for Tuesdays. On BYU TV at 6 Eastern. 18th ranked gymnastics hosting Southern Utah.
1: You can watch the meet on BYU TV at 1 p.m. Eastern time as soon as our show is done. Right to the meet between the Cougars and the Flippin'
0: Birds. The Flippin' Birds. That's a real thing. That's their their name. That's a real thing. Our Twitter question today. What has been the key to the BYU Hoops' success in the last three games? At USU Coug 11. I always question this guy's handle or girl. Haas, Selyus, and Hardnet have all stepped up more on the offensive end of the court. This has spaced the court and created more opportunities for everyone. I want to see them do the same against St. Zaga. And we will in six days from now in Moraga. sure Hardnet is playing really good basketball right now. That's why I
1: was so happy. When he ended up going down and was holding the knee, that, that did not look good. Let's
0: talk about that, by the way. Some people are wondering what happened there. He banged knees. Yes. There's no structural damage or whatnot that we know of. So he banged knees. It was hurting him. He did play 31 minutes. Yeah, came game. back and, and played good minutes. He needed to play in that game, I think. Yeah. I think BYU needed him in the game his, defensively.
1: His ability to take somebody off the dribble and get into the lane, whether it's for his own shot or... Or to facilitate to the corners or who, or wherever. His ability to get in the lane is gigantic for BYU.
0: Absolutely. And there was a moment where he crossed over uh, McClendon. Yes. The crowd went crazy and then BYU proceeded to turn it over. It uh, reminded
1: me, minus the turnover, of me and Church Ball. No.
0: Of the guy falling over or the no, guy? No, the guy like you know, oh, okay. crossing him yeah. over like AI style. <laughs> like Rafer Alston <laughs> and the professor. Yesterday, we had a lot of discussion about St. Mary's and Gonzaga. That, that was a big game. Gales went into Spokane, won that game, and pulled the BYU, winning by three. An upset. I don't know how I feel about it. Th- I know how I feel about it. I don't like it. Yeah, I, wanted, I don't like
1: teams not named BYU going up
0: there. I wanted St. Mary's to win. And that is part of a conversation in What's the Chance?
2: BYU Sports Nation asks,
0: What's the Chance? What's the Chance is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP. Of your next event, let's go to the control room with our producer, Ben Bagley, a.k.a. The Voice, as people call him. Ben, what do you have for us? Well,
2: first one is, what's the chance Eli Bryant can finish the season as the founding member of the
0: BYU 50-40-90 club? Mm. You take this one first. This was your kind of your baby. I'll take a 22%. Like, I think there's a shot, but to sustain it over an entire season, nine players in college hoops the last 25 years, shows you how hard it is. His, his gymnast did not do it. His gymnast was a 46% uh, percent field goal sh- shooter, uh, 44 from three, and then 89. So he was close, but it's really hard. I give him a shot, and it would be quite the accomplishment, 22%. Um, yeah, I'll go 20%. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, this, this is not
1: – if it were easy to do, more people would do it.
0: It's really hard. It's,
1: it's very difficult.
0: And a minimum amount of attempts, right? It's not like you just come off the bench and – yeah. Anyway, number two. What's the chance BYU can get one or more of the remaining Saint Zaga games? One or more. I'll go 75%. I think there's a shot that BYU gets at least one of the 3.
1: I think the one that you immediately look at is hosting Gonzaga. Yes. I mean, I think that's the that's one you immediately game. go to. Yeah, I mean, I what was your percentage? 75? Um, yeah, I'll say I'll say 70%. I think it's I think it's definitely likely. You're not being
0: close to me in this.
1: What? Close is not the same. It's not like the future always being positive. This is different.
0: Hey, looking for a little
2: clarification on that. When you talk about hosting Gonzaga, you're talking about hosting him here or in Spokane. Oh,
1: fantastic point. Uh, That would be hosting in Provo. Is that at BYU or BYU Spokane?
2: Great point on you, Ben. (laughs) Number three. What's the chance St. Mary's is the best team in the WCC? I want to take this one.
1: It's 100%. They're the only team that hasn't lost. we t- Are we talking now or at the end of the year? Right now. Okay, right now they're, they are the best team in the conference.
0: Because this is, not will be.
1: Yeah, it's, they are the only team that is perfect, no losses, no blemishes. So, yeah, it's 100% percent that the best team.
0: Yesterday on this program, I said that Gonzaga is the best team in the league, and they will win the regular season and the tournament. I still believe this. But St. Mary's is the best team right now because they have road wins against BYU and Gonzaga. They are clearly, hands down, the best team in the league They've right already now. got the hardest right of the now. two
1: wins there. The next time they face each other, it'll be in Moraga.
0: Yeah. Yeah. St. Mary's could win the regular season. I still think Gonzaga is the best team in the league. I really do. And they still won't schedule anybody outside of California for the first month. Well, two years ago, that was because they couldn't leave the state for recruiting violations. Yes. Actually, I think as, next year as, they as go As Boney Fuller Hawaii. mentioned last night. <laughs> do they go to Hawaii? Or I think they-, they go to Hawaii next year.
2: Were they wearing ankle bracelets?
0: Yeah, yeah. St. Mary's, man. They'll get you. Number four.
2: What's the chance Kyle Vanoy goes to his second straight Super Bowl?
0: Remember uh, when Steve Young was on the show and we informed him in a taped interview the afternoon before he the Broke morning? news. We said, hey, Kyle Vanoy just got traded to the Patriots, and he said, he's going to win a Super Bowl that was last year. What's the chance? Uh, I think it's 100%. I think the Patriots will be at the Jaguars. Uh yeah, I'm uh, I'm at uh 98. Again, close to me but 98.7%. under.
1: 98.7%. that on? Look, nobody thought the Jaguars were going to be at this point. Every one of Jalen Ramsey. Every one of their they're wins win has been shocking, especially the win at Pittsburgh. I did not see that. Now, I certainly do not expect. I'm only giving them like a 1.3% chance. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the Patriots are going to go to the Super Bowl. It's whether or not who, who they're going to play is the bigger question.
0: That is. Yeah, Vikings, Eagles. I'm interested in uh, watching both those games. Should be fun. Our Twitter question, and that is what's the chance, is what has been the key to BYU Hoop's success in the last three games? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Cougar Bell, focus has been the key. Focus on defense to slow down the other teams. Focus on offense has the team making more shots. I think the frenetic pace that BYU ran in years prior worked in its time. I think that this pace has benefited guys like Elijah Bryant to an amazing degree.
1: It's all about making buckets. That's what this team is doing. And Elijah
0: and Yoli are Yolijah. No, stop. Elijah. not as hard to stumble on as Yoli Bryant.
1: Coming up, a loaded whip, including a Jimmer update and two ranked teams in action today.
0: Plus the elite tweet and an end of week rise and shout. This is BYU Sports Nation on your home of the Cougars, BYU TV.
2: What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most.
0: Today, Steve Cleveland. If you missed
1: any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it.
2: Bo Hodge. It's time, <laughs> it's time for the Cougar whip Around.
1: It's never a bad time to hear Bo, Bo, Hodge. Hodge. Bo Hodge. BYU beats LMU in a late one last night, 82-67, Elijah Bryant led the Cougars with 29 points and 8 rebounds. The only Childs also had 15 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 blocks. His 10th double-double of the season. The Cougars host San Diego, who boasts one of the top defenses in the country, tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, pregame on BYU Radio, with myself at 8 Eastern.
0: Women's basketball. The ladies, beat Emile on the road, 67-55. Cassie DeVagere led the Cougars with 29 points. Brenda Chase... Followed up for 23 points. uh, Career high on Saturday with 22 yesterday. BYU in the Slim Gym at San Diego. Tomorrow, 3 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Cougars in the NFL. Former Cougar-turned-Patriot linebacker Kyle Vannoy is in the
1: AFC Championship game on Sunday taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Vannoy is the Patriots' third-leading tackler this season. He has 73.
0: Also, former Cougar receiver Jonah Trineman will miss the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl tomorrow with the flu. Volleyball. Fifth-ranked BYU men's volleyball hosting Barton for the first of two games
1: this weekend. The match tonight, 9 Eastern, With this guy on BYU TV.
0: Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is tied for 23rd at 5-under through one round. Zach Blair's tied for 147th and is 3-over after one round, but still rich. And Mike Weir is 2-over. They will all tee off in the second round later this morning. Back to you.
1: Gymnastics, 18th-ranked BYU Gymnastics hosting Southern Utah today at 1 Eastern on BYU TV right after the show, roughly five minutes from now.
0: Jimmer! Brunette scored 42 points, pulled down five boards in a 117-93 win over the Baye Rockets. Track and field. They don't go down secret hallways, do they? In China, the <laughs> rocket over there? No? I don't believe so. The men's and women's teams are in Colorado
1: for the Air Force Team Challenge today. In addition to Air Force, they're also competing against Colorado
0: State and Wichita State. Tennis. The men's team has a doubleheader tomorrow against Montana State in the morning and Weaver State in the evening. Also, the team was awarded the Long Ellis Intercollegiate Award for excellence in sportsmanship and achievement on the court, something that Jason Shepard never got as a kid. At the Southern California Intercollegiate Championships last October. Congrats. I did the participation trophy. Like everybody else. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter. And Dexter, help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason Shepard? I think you could probably give this to this person after every BYU game. How about Elijah Bryant? How about we go co-with... Uh, Cassie Defazio, who also had 29. I like it's it. The 29. I like it. All right, high five. High yes. five it. Yep. Hi f- high five. High five. High five. Twitter question, what has been the key to the BYU Hoops' success in the last three games? At David White, BYU Yoli, recognizing the double team, finding the open guy. Great help defense, sharing the ball. The team does need to maintain intensity after they get a big lead. And that is when you can count your blessings. The Elite tweet of the Day, a poem at CL underscore living. The key to success. I will make a guess. It's more about who they played than how many threes they made. I love when they rhyme. Thank you. That's what makes them awesome. (laughs) Really, a poem without rhyming is what's
1: the point? Yeah, Adam had them. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand at BYUSN.com.
0: Well, Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Preston Hadley, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time. 18th ranked BYU Gymnastics being introduced to the crowd. Of 3,000 screaming kids against the Southern Utah Flipping Birds. That is coming up right after this on BYU TV.